0: Arizona Arizona football has a couple new names on defense that we need to keep an eye on. And what could possibly get them into a bowl game this year on the defensive side? Being that we know the offense is awesome, let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. Your team every day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, we talked a lot in the previous show about Arizona basketball and Arizona football. Um, excuse me. And a little bit of both actually, but we know where Arizona uh, football's offense is going to be this coming season. Now, what about the defense? Um, there's a lot of question marks about it, obviously. And there's a variety of reasons why, but first, I think the uh, first thing you got to look at is who can the playmakers be? Who can the, the challengers be out there now? The first thing that um, I think a lot of people look at is um, who who can you get as a playmaker right there? Defensively, Arizona's got some issues right now, and uh, I'm not really breaking any news. I know you might say, Mike, you know, where'd you come up with that idea that Arizona's got some defensive issues? Well, you know, every now and then I can break some stuff, but... Um, Jetfish certainly knows this, and there are a few different things right now that Arizona can do. First and foremost, you have got to be able to get bigger up front, and Arizona has done that. And not only have they done that, they have been able to, they have been able to do this in a ver- variety of ways through the portal and through interior improvement. And what I mean by that, uh, and what I mean by that is getting big dudes. Now let's start with Big Bill Norton. First of all, love Big Bill Norton. He's a player that um, he's a player that at about 330 pounds, probably the biggest guy on the team. And not only is he the biggest guy on the team, he might be the strongest. And again, don't want to hear anything that oh well, he didn't do a ton at Georgia. I don't care about what he didn't do at Georgia. Georgia is different than Arizona. Now again, maybe Arizona gets to Georgia's point at some time, but right now Arizona is different than Georgia. I'm not breaking any new. Bleh. I'm not breaking any news right there, I don't think. Now, a couple other things, though, to keep an eye on, though, when it comes to uh, the line. Manoa, big fan of Tyler Manoa. Um, when he was at UCLA and they put him on the line, I thought he was fantastic. And not only did I think he was fantastic, um, I think that they uh, they misused him. Now, at Arizona, he is going to be used properly he's going to be used at the defensive tackle position and i think that uh i think he's going to start to be honest with you um so again you got two big dudes right there big bill norton and manoa both well over 300 pounds especially big bill norton um again i just need you to be able to stay in front of the pile i need you to be able to stay in front of players and be able to uh you know, I mean, let's just call it the way it is. I need you to be able to take up blockers. We're going to get to that right there. But then, you've also got some other options as well. You've got Tai ty Uyagulele, and you got Jacob Kangaika. Both these dudes drastically outperformed expectations last season. And not only did they drastically outperform expectations, I think it's fair to say that they're probably going to be able to make a little bit of a jump. So... Um, I think at the D tackle position, you got a lot of stuff if you're an Arizona fan to feel pretty good about right there. Then on the edges, it's a little bit uh, more dicey for sure. Um, Deuce Davis, love Deuce Davis. I think by the time he's a junior, he's going to be a monster. Right now, a little bit uh, undersized, but I still think he's going to be Arizona's best pass rusher this year. I think he's going to be good for six to eight sacks, um, something like that. He's got to stay healthy. I think he'll probably play at about 240 pounds something like that um and then next uh but after that though it's gonna be fast you'd like to see one of these transfers become kind of a hunter eccles type and not only um, a hunter eccles type but somebody that can get you five six sacks that you're not really expecting i don't know exactly who that's going to be maybe maybe that's taylor upshaw now he's got four and a half career sacks from when he was at michigan Um, He went to Colorado, decided that Deion Sanders wasn't for him, and then he subsequently left. Um, But there's a lot, though, I think to be intrigued by, at least with him. You're hoping that, or at least Arizona is certainly hoping that he can be that Hunter Eccles type, because Hunter Eccles was exactly what Arizona needed this past season. Um, And if you put him opposite Davis, I think it starts to look pretty good, honest with you. Um, Now, there's some other guys, you know, where does Sterling Lane fall into the equation? Where does, uh, you know, a lot of different guys. But that's kind of where you're looking at right now on the line. Now, you've got uh, Patu out of Washington. Maybe he's used as a pass rusher. A lot of different spots to be able to bring up right here. But I think that Arizona is in a nice position. Again, it's not an ideal spot, but they're definitely in a better spot than they were at this time last year. And again, Jed Fish has said it time after time after time. If he's going to miss, he's going to miss big. And uh, that's what he's been able to do. So, um, you know, the D-line is obviously much better now. I don't necessarily need a ton of pressure from the D-line, but I need the D-line to be able to take up blockers, to be able to let the linebackers get going right there. And that's all going to start, I know we're going to, Jacob Manu is the most uh, renowned player returning, but we got to talk about the other guy first, and that is, excuse me, and that is Justin Flood. Now, Justin Flo is the highest-rated linebacker recruit that Greg Biggins has ever scouted in California, and there's a lot of reasons for that. First, he's 6'1", 235, and his quick twitch explosion is it's next level. It's all pro, type, it's all pro level. Now, he didn't do a ton at Oregon, but you know what? I'm also not going to beat up a player that didn't do a ton at Oregon because sometimes it's just not a great fit. I think sometimes when you watch, uh, you know, when players go through to a, go to a program, it just doesn't quite click for whatever reason that may be, and there's nothing wrong with that. Arizona was his landing spot, though, and we're glad he had, we, Arizona had him. Again, I'd like to see him in that double-digit uh, tackles for loss. I'd like to see him get on the sack game as well. We're going to keep talking about him in a second. But first, I want to tell you about Bird Dogs. Birddogs.com backslash Locked On College. Now, I generally don't wear shorts. But you know what? When I do want to feel cool, when I want to feel comfortable, guess what? I'm throwing on bird dog. Everybody's doing it. I'm not the only one. So again, even if I'm not cool, but you know what? I'm trying to be cool. Other people that have mastered the art of being cool are utilizing bird dogs. Check it out: birddogs.com backslash locked on college. All right, now go and you take a uh, let's go take a quick break here, and we're going to keep talking about Justin Flow on the other side because. All of the Arizona defense is going to flow from Justin. Get it? Get it? Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Justin Flow, though, I believe that he has got to be an all con, or I believe that he has got to be. Let's just call it the way it is. I think he's got to be an all-conference player. Um, Or if he's not all-conference, I think that he's got to be right there in the discussion. And I think if he's right there in the discussion, I think Arizona is going to be in good shape. And I don't see any reason why he couldn't. Because, again, Oregon is a little bit of a different animal. It's obviously not like Georgia. But Oregon recruits a lot of really good players. And when you come in and you're behind a little bit, you're dealing with injuries. Sometimes, again, you just need a fresh start. I think that Arizona is going to be in a awesome spot, to be honest with you, with Justin Flo. I look for him to have a massive year. And another guy that I don't even have to extrapolate on having an awesome year is, wait for it, wait for it, is Jacob Manu. Jacob Manu is is that dude who um, always probably a little bit overlooked. People don't give him enough credit. And guess what? When the time comes to play the field or get on the field, he's better than everybody else. That's what Jacob Manu can do for you. And that's what Jacob Manu I expect to do for the University of Arizona. He's going to be a tackle machine until he leaves. That's just how he's going to be. And it's easy to see why he's just, he gets it. He's instinct. He's instinctive and he can get downhill. I think the next key for him is making tackles for loss, getting downhill even further. And if that happens, then the defense is going to be in a lot better shape. But he's already turned out to be a tackling machine. He's uh, in plays. He can do a lot of different things for you. If you're Arizona, you're very excited to have uh, Jacob Manu there. Um, And those two are, I would imagine, you know, barring injury, those two aren't coming off the field. Those two are going to play a good percentage of the game, probably as much as they can play. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, because again, I think a lot of the defense is going to be based off what both can do, and then I actually think that at some point you're going to have a third player that's going to uh, that's going to uh, emerge in here, and that is um, and that is Leviticus Sua. Now, Leviticus Sua, he's going to he hasn't he's not on campus yet. He won't be here till this summer, but I do think as a freshman, um, I think he's ready to go. Uh, very often, you don't often get Trinity League uh, Players of the Year back to back to back, and Arizona's done it done it a couple times now with T Mac and now with Leviticus Sua. Sua's is a big dude. Um, well, J- where Jacob Manu's a little bit undersized, Leviticus Sua is already built the part of a college linebacker, and I think he's going to be ready to rock and roll. I actually believe, even though Arizona wants to uh, show a lot of you know variations and whatnot, I think that Arizona right now is. Prob- or I think eventually Arizona is going to be able to play all three of those linebackers at the same point. As a matter of fact, I expect them to. I think at some point that's going to happen. And that's a good thing. Um, because again, those are you could make the case that those are your three most talented defensive players. Now, I think some people would argue about some people in the secondary or maybe Deuce Davis, but you can make that case being that Jacob Manu was a freshman, all American, Justin Flo is the highest rated defensive player to uh, ever come here. And Leviticus Sue is the crown of the uh, recruiting class coming in. So you can definitely make that case. Now, um, who else could step in there? A guy like Dalton Johnson has been around forever and he's been a good player for Arizona. Um, but he hasn't played much. He's been more of kind of that rotation back end player, but he's really flashed throughout camp and during the spring game. And he's, he's gotten a lot of hype. You'd have to imagine that at some point he's going to play that linebacker or that uh, uh, safety spot if somebody gets hurt or he forces his way onto the field. But again, sometimes guys just make plays, they make life easier for other people. And Dalton Johnson's been that guy. So we'll find out about that. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what Arizona can do with him. Now, in the secondary, you got a lot of bodies, you got a lot of new faces. First guy we got to talk about is Dwayne Aquinas. there has not been a better defensive back uh, coach in the country than Dwayne Aquina over the last 25 years. Um, Actually more than that last 30 years, Arizona at Arizona, he had uh, Thorpe award winners. He had multiple first team AP all Americans. Then he goes off to Texas where he has the Michael Huffs, the Aaron Rosses, then he's at Stanford. He's been all over the place. And for what it's worth, he always says the standard is still Chris McAllister when it comes to uh when it comes to uh, uh defensive uh, backs that he's coached. Chris McAllister, Arizona great. So I find that interesting. But he alleviates a lot of concerns for me on the defensive side because he gets football. I'm not saying that Johnny Nansen doesn't get football. Uh Johnny Nansen's obviously a very good coach. He's also young, though, in his tenure as a coach. Um, and that's something that when you've got to play, uh when you've got um uh, excuse me. When you've when you've got an, uh, fresh eyes like Dwayne Akina, that's going to be a nice little uh, nice little uh, uh, addition there. I would imagine Dwayne Aquina is going to be a full time coach sooner than later. Right now he's an analyst, though. As long as he's on the field watching things, I'm okay with it. Um, now let's talk about who he's got to work with. First, Ephesian's Brysock. Um, Ephesian's Brysock. If you wanted to make the case that he's the most talented uh, defensive. Um, player on the team or right there i can I can get around it again four star uh four star uh cornerback he's what that new age of cornerback is supposed to look like and what makes him unique is that he can move his hips he can flip his hips he can get up he can get back he can do a lot of different things and not only that he can be a ball hawk too as well um if he shows that then you're looking at an NFL player. You all, it already kind of feels like you're looking at an NFL player because again, in Arizona, we haven't had a ton of uh, first round picks over the years, uh, especially lately, but you kind of know rare players when you see it. You knew that with T-Mac, obviously you knew that with big Jonas Sabinea. um, you I think you kind of and again, I don't want to compare Ephesians price Lock to those guys, but you kind of see it with him a little bit, too, and that he just looks a little bit different. So we'll find out exactly where all of that is. But um, I imagine he's going to lock down that one spot and then opposite him. I think you're looking at Charles Yates Jr. We're going to talk about him in just a second. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. We're breaking down the secondary now Ephesians prize sock. We just talked about now. Let's talk a little bit about Charles Yates Jr. All right. Yates is at about, uh, first of all, he was a great find out of Pierce community college. Um, Pierce is maybe the worst team in junior college football. I know that, um, I've watched some Pierce games, you know, got some good buddies on the team that are actually good by the way. So I don't want to dismiss them, but, Um, that's good scouting because uh, Yates is awesome. Yates can go both ways. Yates can play defense. Yates can play offense. Um, I mean, he did in junior college, but he's obviously just going to play DB here. He's going to play corner. And I think that he's going to, I think he's going to start. He came in a little bit out of shape just by Arizona standards, but now he's locked in kind of that position. Now you still have other players that are going to be able, that are going to be competing for that. Obviously I think trading Stukes is probably locked in at that nickel spot, but he's got enough talent, enough, uh, he's got enough talent. He's got enough ability that he can, I think play, uh, I think play right there. So um, either way, that's, those are the guys you're looking at. I don't see Isaiah Rutherford being in the equation, uh, just not good enough. Those are your three corners right there that I find very interesting. Then you got Takario Davis. Takario Davis has a lot of talent. Again, this is another great uh, recruiting story by the U of A. Got this kid out of Millican or uh, Miller. Uh, yeah, I think it was Long Beach Millican. Um Big kid, 6'3, doesn't move quite like Price Hawk. Again, there's a lot of things to like about him, but he doesn't quite move like Ephesians Price Hawk. Um, So, but I think it's safety. He could make a tremendous, tremendous uh, deal for Arizona. Then on top of that, the safeties are uh, the safeties. You got a lot to like first is Isaiah. uh, First of all is Isaiah Taylor, Jason Taylor's kid. Um, A lot of people wondered why Jackson Turner left this past year um, to UNLV. Well, and again, I think Jackson Turner was a pretty good football player, but Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Taylor was already eaten into those snaps and I think he would have continued to do that. Um, and there's every reason why he's, a, he's, he's got some ball hawk tendencies to him. It's pretty athletic. Again, he just kind of gets football, feels like a player that's going to play a ton and, uh, deservedly. So then a player that I am very intrigued by who I think starts at some point sooner than later is Genesis Smith Chandler safety, huge, huge he's got a little bit of that Adam Hall look to him he's about 6'1", 220 or he's just big he's a big dude and he hits hard there's a like I said there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to see with uh, uh, in him in Adam Hall as well um I don't know when he's going to hit the field but I do believe he hits the field this year and I believe he's gonna be a multi-year starter and if you were to ask me somebody in this class that could uh, in the secondary that could be all conference that's the player right there. He's got that type of skill. And again, I think Dwayne Aquino will take a quick, I think Dwayne Aquino already has taken a quick liking to him. And then Gunnar Maldonado. I was not a fan of Gunnar Maldonado, but he really started to play better towards the end of the season. Got to give him that. Um, and that's a good thing. So you got to pencil him in there somewhere. Those th- last three to four games, Gunnar Maldonado was very good. And you just hope that he can build on that. Um so those are kind of your safeties right now, or at least the guys that I think are going to play a ton. But then you got other players as well. You got DJ Warnell. I like DJ Warnell. Um, uh, came in UCLA kid. I know some of the guys on the s- coaches on the staff like him as well. But he came in not quite ready to go, or uh, not quite ready to go. But when he did play, put up some numbers. Um, kind of fell out of the rotation at the end of the season. I'm excited to see what he can do as well. But overall, though, I just expect the defense to be better. I think, again, the whole thing with the defense is just don't stink. And so if you can finish eighth in the conference, that's a win because I think the offense is going to be top four, and that's the way that you get to seven wins right there. Jake Fisher, our guy, said uh, he thinks they can get seven wins. Excited to see what exactly Arizona can do in that realm. But – Again, I think the defense can be better, and I let's be honest, Arizona needs it to be better. This is year three; the offense is already fantastic. It's time for that defense to at least make that leap into just kind of the mid-tier to bottom mid-tier range, which I think they can do. All right, everybody out there, you have a great holiday weekend. We'll be back with you taking. Uh, we'll be back with you next week, as always. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen of the day.